Hey everybody, welcome to episode 48 of Two Views Movies Podcast. What's up everybody, welcome back to Two Views Movies Podcast, a spoiler-filled podcast by two guys who love watching movies almost as much as we love arguing about them. I'm Garrett. And I'm Carson. And we are talking Giant Shark, The Meg on this episode megalodon yeah yeah the meg <laughs> <laughs> this movie so if it needs any explanation i'll give it to you but otherwise you could just go with giant shark and jason statham and you'd be good but a deep sea submersible pilot revisits his past fears in the mariana trench and accidentally unleashes the 70 foot ancestor of the great white shark believed to be extinct it's directed by john turtletaub who had a lot of movies to his name for somebody that I didn't know. National Treasure 1 and 2, Cool Runnings, Last Vegas, Three Ninjas. and How many Three Ninjas? Just the one. The just original? The one. Yeah. And then he had a few others in there, too. So, like, Instinct. Do you remember the Anthony yeah, Hopkins? Anthony Ho- yeah, Anthony Cuba Gooding Jr.? Yeah, he had that. So I, I I remember seeing his name on the director list. I was like, oh, I, you know, I expected to click and see, like, two movies. No, he's got a lot. And very different movies. Right. It's all over the board. But, I, again, I would say that... I don't know that I saw really any of them on that list and was like, oh, wow, that's a great one. I enjoyed the first National Treasure. And cool Runnings. Cool Runnings is fine. Yeah. So the cast, we joked about this in the preview, but it, the trailer tries to present this as some sort of ensemble cast by you know flashing all the names up on the screen. But after like the second <laughs> name, you're like, okay, I don't know anybody else. But it's got you know your boy, oily Jason Statham Jason on here. Jason Statham. Uh, Ruby Rose, who has been in a few things lately and is in the middle of some internet scuttlebutt because she got casted as Batwoman and people don't like that apparently. Batwoman in a TV show in the in a, yeah the CW yes and she quit Twitter yes I need to, yeah. needed to clarify that not that because there was a Joss Whedon Batgirl being talked about for a while but that died is that is that dead yeah it, it died okay uh, Rain Wilson otherwise known as Dwight Schrute Dwight Schrute yep. yep and Lee Bingbing who you probably don't know by name but if you scan her filmography she's been in a lot of stuff don't know them off the top of my head but when I scanned it I was like okay yeah I can see that so. I think the best place to start with this one is that our expectations from the last movie or from the preview episode, I felt like this either needed to be good or it needed to be very, very bad, bad in a fun way. Right. And my takeaway from this was it, it was neither. It was just bad, not laughably bad, just bad. Yeah. To me, it was, it was average. And that, and that's where where I came out of this. And and I agree with you. It needed to be it needed to be either really good or or really bad. And it it was just kind of eh. I don't I can't even give it average. It was below average because it was a bad movie. It was an, it was an average for what this is. It's a it's a horror it's oh. a horror mo- monster movie. I don't even know if it's that. It's truthfully to me, it's more of a disaster movie that just so happens to have a shark as opposed to horror. At no okay, point. Okay, well, disaster movies are, are pretty bad in, yeah. in general. And yeah. so this is an They're not average. average. They're not but average. But for disaster movies, an average disaster movie, if you want to go put I, that category on it. I guess. I mean, we're not 
again, not comparing this one, I'm going to use Schindler's List. Right. You know, it, it's not on the same right. spectrum here. But I guess I would think that at least in disaster movies, you kind of get what you're promised. You typically get the cities being wiped out and all that stuff. With the Meg, the promise is that it's going to, I guess, one, either be scary or two, like wreak a lot of havoc. And I felt like the Meg didn't even wreak a lot of havoc for being a, a giant shark that is supposed to go i mean when you go see a shark movie you think the shark's going to eat a lot of people it doesn't eat a lot of people no and you don't even really get to see it do any cool stuff really so yeah it was a an average attempt like like i don't think it was even it maybe one time that was a jumpy scary and i had a few i think that it tried but they were very telegraphed yeah and it, it wasn't so it wasn't good on that side of things where jaws that, you know, they build the suspense of, you know, what's going to happen. Then they have those, this, this wasn't that. And so it was more like I said, action movie without much cool stuff. Yeah. I mean, if you think about like, I guess I feel like the way (laughs) it kind of reminds me of Geostorm in a bit where they're trying to like in one minute, they're trying to stop the ice storm over here. And the next minute they're trying to stop the firestorm over here. And it's just the hero constantly trying to, beat the next thing in this case it just so happens that either it's you know spoiler one of many sharks or (laughs) like just trying to one-up the shark in a bunch of different ways so it's it's kind of like in all those movies there's we talked about this in skyscraper how i felt there was like a video game like leveling up kind of thing where you're trying to just beat the next thing that's how this was it was like oh we escaped the meg this time oh now we gotta go over here oh now we gotta escape it again or now we're gonna try and beat it and we failed this time but now we it's just it's like it was like putting out a fire that won't go away but there was never any suspense or feeling that like it was never gonna go wrong yeah no, no i agree you're just kind of going through the motions here. <laughs> yes, and that was the first thing I had listed was that it was obviously very, very generic, uh, sadly. And it had, I guess you felt like it had opportunities to try and set itself apart from other movies that have come along like it, but it, I don't know, it didn't embrace anything that it could or should have been. And and I felt like they were trying to go with movie logic, on this like where has this meg been oh yeah and so they they tried but then i also think they failed miserably throughout with movie logic as well so it like tried to be smart yeah and then wasn't also at the same time well and that's where you get yourself in a catch-22 with movies is sometimes i think audiences want an explanation or need it and other times you can dig yourself a pretty big hole by trying to explain everything you know that comes along with it so this movie yeah i, I felt the same way it's like it's just an amalgam like they just tuck all the other generic action adventure disaster movies and just said okay let's distill them all down to the main formula that makes up a typical disaster movie and let's make sure we hit all these boxes we're just putting a big giant shark instead of an ice storm or a skyscraper on fire or whatever it is well like so they had this this layer you know on the bottom of the ocean that people think is the bottom of the ocean but instead it's just frozen water it's like a cloud of something and so the first thing that you do is send a sub of three people through it (laughs) yeah before you even determine if the ground is there yeah (laughs) and so i'm like like that's not what scientists would would do you'd send a little little camera down there if anything to see is this the bottom (laughs) you know before you and there's there's things like that 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 really bug me it's like we've been down there we know and now we're gonna go explore it okay uh, i'm in yeah you know but there's just things like that that that's not how they would build a 
three billion dollars, you know, right. sub space underwater station. The the Jaws three station. Yes, essentially b- before before they even know that this is true. Yeah, you know, you think a very easy way to figure this out, but then the bottom of the ocean, like, is it possible to even go down there today? Um, I don't know about the Mariana Trench. There's, I mean, obviously there's places where they can get to the bottom of the ocean, but right. I don't know if they can go all the way down. Uh, it per, uh, a human even in a thing? I don't, I don't know. Is I didn't. Because they were that. bobbing down and up, you know, like it was oh, nothing. Yeah. They don't care. And I was like, wait. And of course, my mind goes to abyss. You know, and yeah. So that's always what what I think of when in these types of movies. But I was like, well, how can he just? Just drop down there. He's got to clear your ears, <laughs> ears out a few times, right? Pop them. Statham just had to pop his ears a few times, and he's good. And that's the other. So there's a sub of people that get trapped underneath here, and they can't get out, and they have 18 hours before they run out of air. And, well, we have to go fly to Thailand to go find this guy. Yeah. And that, that can do that can rescue them. Yeah. We're, like, 18 hours is the max here. They're running, they're running <laughs> yeah. out of air. And you don't send anybody that happens to be aboard your ship to go. There's only one man who's ever done a rescue at a depth of that level. Okay. It's Statham. And he's randomly being Rambo in Thailand is kind of how I, I felt. Rambo? He's, Rambo 2. Kind oh, of, uh, yeah. he Well, Rambo 2, he's at least working in a monastery and like giving back to the area where he's at. Statham's drinking in a bar. He's drinking in a bar, but he isolated himself in Thailand, yeah. and they have to go find him to, yeah. to bring him to this. Yeah. But we, what brings him back? His ex-wife happens to be in the sub. Yes. And, and it, even then, so we mentioned it being generic, and the backstory behind what you just said was the movie opens with him doing that deep-sea rescue and it going wrong even though he made the right decision he got attacked by a meg then yeah he did but was he below so one he wasn't one i don't think he was below that thing and two they weren't even in the same trench because i think they were in like um so the mariana trench is in the pacific ocean but there there was another trench because they flash it up in the beginning that so they yeah so you're to your point one the movie logic doesn't make sense because either they would have had to have been below that layer in the Mariana Trench when Statham rescued them, or the Meg had to be outside of that because and I'm pretty sure it was a different trench. I can't remember the name of it. Like, I want to say Polynesian, but I don't think that's right either. But, but either way, they, they weren't below the warm water line to where the Meg is living. If they but, were, they did not explain that very carefully. Well, the doctor on the boat was in that, so he would have known that it exists down there. Right. Because so, the whole premise of the movie was was Jason Statham was right. There yes. is a monster out there that can attack these subs that were, it's the Meg. Well, that Meg would have died as well, though, right? Because the thing blew up. The the nuclear sub blows up after he escapes, or after he rescues the people that he rescued. So are we to assume that if that was a Meg, that it it's died? Gone? Yeah. Okay. There, I don't know. <laughs> There's a lot of, to your point, bad movie logic that we could, you could literally take a notebook and sit down and watch this movie when it comes out on DVD and just try and write down everything Please don't. Please don't. <laughs> yeah. And that's a full notebook. Yeah. It would not be good. But of course you're given the cheesy backstory of Statham, the rescue that went wrong. And now he's, he's never dove in the last four years and he's just drinking his life away but he's the one guy that we need to do this because damn it there's only one guy who's ever done this you know a dive a rescue this deep and we have got to get him so they go get him they, they fly to thailand to find yeah. him and they have 18 hours before this guy's crew is gonna die yep and that's they that's what they choose to do with their time hey if it's only one guy that's what you gotta do <laughs> were you at all bothered by 
the fact that when they go down to the space station from ground level, they take what seems just like a normal elevator. I was so it looks like a freight elevator, right? And they take it down somehow. I'm guessing it's in a tube of some sort because there's no water. You know what I mean? It just yeah. Every time they got on that stupid freight elevator, I was like, I, I don't understand how this freight. Like I, I found myself for like five minutes in the movie being like, okay, how would an elevator get down to an underwater uh, base? You know, it would have to be in like some kind of sealed tube that you then go down. But they never showed it, and it bothered me for some reason. Yeah, so not only would it have to go into the tube. But there would have to be some sort of thing. Yeah, because when they get off of the elevator in the station, they just walk right off the elevator like it's an office elevator in a building. I'm like, that. I don't, I don't get it. How's this working? <laughs> so that's what I was getting hung up on, like very quickly at the beginning of the movie. And how obnoxious was Dwight Schrute? Yeah, his character. So he was, was, tra- he was trying to be a billionaire. It was almost know. like he was trying to be Mark Zuckerberg, like a startup billionaire tech guy. But he's clearly much older than that. Yeah. It. <laughs> uh, I good for him to try to get rid of the Dwight Schrute stereotype, I right. guess, typecasting. Yes. Uh, but it it didn't work for me at all. No, he can't shake that. He hasn't been in enough other stuff to, to shake it. He got a few cracks at some movies kind of towards the end of the office and post office, but it's Sahara. Yeah. There's I think super, or then there's another one where it's like a, a drummer and a kid's rock band. It's like a knockoff school it's of rock. The drummer. I think that's Is that what it's called? Yeah. Yeah, probably. But yeah, I agree with you. He, I mean, he's the only other big name besides Statham really in this movie, but you could kind of tell his character was really weird in the movie, almost like they tried to maybe course correct with some rewrites or something. Cause sometimes he was like half good and sometimes he was half bad and he was kind of really bad. And yeah, his character was a complete mess. But Which fits the movie. Yeah, it, it does entirely <laughs> fits the movie. I, uh, so the one thing that I kind of got irritated at, and I know they do this for a reason, and actually there's a really good movie that's a really bad example of this, or a really good movie that's a good example of this, but Godzilla, you know how they teased you forever in the Godzilla that came out? I I thought the exact same thing. They were being stupid with the Meg. Like it was, I feel like it was almost an hour. It probably wasn't that much. 30 to 45 minutes before you even see the Meg. Like they allude to it, right? Because it's kind of swimming around. You might get a glimpse of something like a shadow swimming underneath that trench. But I felt like the first time you ever even saw it was when it bit the station. It might have been one before that. I can't remember. But it, well, you saw it when it bit the squid. But, well, but, it, but it, it, it flashed it. Yeah. Yeah. So, but it took a while before you ever really got the sense that, like, okay, there's the big Meg, right? But like, why do they why do they insist on doing that? You're going to the movie to see it. You holding it out for a little while is not doing anything. It's not doing any justice for anybody. Yeah, the only thing that works in are things like um signs where you don't know what the aliens look like. Yeah. And so you're 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 teasing that there's something out there but you don't know what it which makes it scarier or whatnot. Right. You don't do that with the Meg when it's titled the Meg and yeah. you know you're going to see a shark movie. Like Godzilla. I didn't like it that they did it with Godzilla. You just yeah. want to see Godzilla. Yeah. And I think, you know, Jaws probably does that a little bit too if I think back to when they actually finally show the shark. But that was different. You were going for that. I th- I think at the time, nobody had seen a movie like that. We've seen plenty of shark movies now. It's not. It's kind of like my riff on Jurassic Park. I've seen the dinosaurs now for years and years and years. Yeah, I know you're trying to sell me on the fact that the Meg is a giant shark, and I've never seen that, but I can imagine. Like, <laughs> I know it's going to look like a great white, just bigger. Well, and it's hard to do things with a shark as your antagonist because they don't have personalities. Right. It's just a, a straight 
killing machine and that's it. Yeah. And they're pretty limited on what they can do. They can bite things and jump on things and that's about it. Right. And so coming up with a creative plot for a movie like this, I mean, you got to, you got to really think about it. Yeah. So if you've got something that's a, you know, super giant shark, you don't even really have it bite like a boat in half. I mean, cause Jaws took down a fishing boat, right? So right. you'd think the Meg could take down whatever boat that they were on. Well, we saw it aftermath of a boat destroyed. Yeah, but you know what I mean? Like, if you're... The movie does a really terrible job at making you feel the scale of the Meg, of the size of it. And we talked about this in the trailer. Like, there was some shots where it looked just beyond comprehension big. That was a different Meg. Yeah, but then there's other shots. Well, no. Like, so, for example, the shot where it's swimming underneath all the... People. The tube. Like, it looks huge there. But then there was other scenes where it just... Like even doesn't even look like a big shark, right? Whether it's yeah. the first Meg or the second Meg, it doesn't even look like that big of a shark. So the movie never really gives you a sense of, well, you know, how big is this thing really? Because it really just feels like a, a big, I'm going to use quotes, a big shark. And you can just loosely define however you think big is. Like if I compare it back to another disaster movie that we just talked about, Skyscraper, like at least it gave you the sense that, that skyscraper was really, really tall. Like there's several scenes where they're like, oh, it's this much taller than the next building or all this stuff. So you can at least get a sense, like do at least one or two things in the Meg to give me some sense of scale. And I think they tried to with maybe some of the overhead shots, but it just, it never really sunk in how big it was supposed to be. Right. Which irritated me when you're selling the idea of a big shark, a giant shark. Yeah. And and they're basically on a normal fishing boat. I mean, kind of, yeah. And which does get sunk, but it's more of a. It's a you, bigger you, fishing boat. You, I mean, not not normal like Jaws normal. It was yeah. like four times the size of that boat. But it's you want them to go to extreme, you know? Yeah. Uh, to to kill this this shark, and so you almost want you know battleship type type thing hunting this shark. Yeah, exactly. I I completely agree with that. You. You want to see, I mean, the most they do in this movie is have one helicopter drop some depth charges on it. Which kill a whale. <laughs> yeah, because apparently the guys dropping depth charges cannot tell the difference between a shark and a whale. Mm-hmm. Right. It was dark. Well, I, I ex- it was I, at night. I expected that helicopter to get eaten. Oh. That's where I was going. I I, I was 100% with you. Yeah. I was like, that's going to jump up and just going to snatch that out of the air. Yeah, but that's the kind of stuff it should have done to right. be ridiculous, right? <laughs> like, yes, have it jump out of the air and eat a helicopter. I mean... Be stupid with it. Otherwise, what are you doing? Yeah, take it to the next level. And that's, so the beach scene where they show in the trailer is <sighs> swimming underneath everybody. Yeah. See, so of course, you have some of the annoying characters on the beach. Right. Uh, but have him, and, and I know you, you've mentioned this before, you saw the movie when it was announced that it's a PG-13 movie. Yep. And which totally sucked the wind out of, of your sail. And yep. not mine as well. <laughs> I was like, okay, this is not going to be as good as we want it to be because it's already PG-13. So you had the opportunity with this beach scene to have just this epic scene that sticks with you forever of it eating hundreds of people. What? Yeah, like in like one tw- gulp. Yeah, like you can just, just swallowing people, chewing people, and just going through this massively populated beach, and then that's your takeaway from the movie. But they, we didn't get that at all. No, it, it just swam couple. under them and maybe got a couple of people. Yeah, and didn't even really show that. And that's, again, that's not why you go to the Meg. <laughs> did your, did your brain go to the fact that these people are pretty close to the beach? And then if a shark is truly that big, would it not 
like beach itself. Well, yeah. I was like, and that's always the problem with Jaws is that sh- those sharks don't come that close. Yeah. You know, the shallow waters there. Um, yes, no, I, I did think of okay. that. Okay. <laughs> I, I was sitting there wondering, I'm like, okay, whatever. But yeah, you're exactly right. You, you know, the one, the trailer, the poster, all these things selling you on the people swimming and the Meg going underneath it. And it doesn't really do much of anything except completely like disrupt their party. Yeah. It's like, okay, well, we'll just go back out there once the Meg is gone. Yeah. No, you wouldn't. I just wanted them to all, I mean, that sounds, you know, morbid of me, but I wanted them all to die. Yeah. You know, well, it's not, it's not, you really want people to die, but when <laughs> you're paying, when you're paying, when you're paying to see a movie like the Meg and that's when you knew, again, that was part of my problem with the PG 13 rating. You just knew that you're not going to get anything. I mean, one, you're not going to get shark violence, but two, you're not going to get cussing. You're not going to get, you know, any other kind of violence. Right. I mean, just yeah. so many things went out the window with the PG 13 rating. Um, did you get a really, I mean, so that was an entire Jaws homage on the beach, right? Yeah. With the mom and the little boy who wants to go out on the raft and he's wearing the hat. And there are several, several nods to Jaws. Yes. In many different scenes. But that one yeah. was the one that was like, okay, I mean, we're almost ripping straight from Jaws where the boy gets eaten on the raft. I don't think that boy, the boy in the Meg did not get eaten, but I mean. That whole lead up right. was very, I mean, even the casting of the mom was like, Spot of, on. I don't know, like a little frumpy, I don't know, homely looking. Yeah. <laughs> there was a lot of homages. I think that's right. The plural homages. Homagi. <laughs> to, to Jaws. But if only this movie could have been as good as Jaws, that would have been a lot better. So I want to talk a little bit about your boy. Jason Statham. Jason? Yeah, he's not he's not oily in this movie. He's not, which like, is... Like you prefer. I prefer the, uh, <laughs> the oily Statham. But, again, not to toot my own horn, but I, I pegged this in the preview. He was overly serious in this movie to the point where it was obnoxious. Like, he basically just scowls and talks in his Statham voice the entire movie. Well, he's... He's the same character in every movie. No, I know, but it just even more so in this movie. Like you could almost tell that the reason why it couldn't be as funny as it could have been is because Statham was just having none of it. Like, no, I'm going to be the guy that punched the shark in the face, and you know, I'm taking this dead serious because that's the demeanor he gives off. He just his job was to have stubble and talk in his voice. He's Bruce Willis, it, um, a worse Bruce Willis. Yeah. But yeah, but he he has basically. no he has no range. But it's just even for this kind of movie, it didn't fit. I think casting him boxed this movie in. Like if you had gotten somebody that had a little bit of range and was okay being a little bit more silly with it and having fun, I think you could have gotten away with more. But Statham's just not a fun guy. He's the guy that wants to literally go punch the shark in the face. Well, I think that's what they were going for. Maybe, but I don't. I'm I'm, I'm kind of playing chicken and the egg, right? Like they had three different screenwriters on this movie, so it's kind of like did did Statham get attached early, and then because of Statham, they kind of went a certain direction, or did they want it to go a certain direction and Statham fit that mold? I I don't know the answer to that, but I could make a case either way. Well, to spend as much as much money on this as they did, <laughs> yeah. you had to attach somebody pretty early, I think. Yeah, to get the go ahead. It's like okay, we got we got Jason. Right. You know, so now now we get the green light. How, how would you like that, right? Like you're pitching this movie and everything and like, well, we got Jason Statham. You're like, oh, all right, well, I guess I know what this movie's going to be. <laughs> right? I mean, that's what I'm wondering. Is that how it goes? Oh, I'm sure. 
Yeah, I'm sure they know, they know what they're getting. Yeah, I mean, you can't have Statham riffing comedy lines. It's not going to work. I mean, I'm I'm going to admit I didn't do a lot of research on the making of the Meg, so I don't know if other actors were attached yeah. to this prior to him. But I can't imagine that the idea changed a whole lot. No, I guess it's based on a book from like the 90s. Oh, what a boring book. Well, actually, I've heard people say the book is good, and this this is literally like nothing like the book. The people I read compared it to how the Lost World movie is nothing like the Lost World book. So basically, the book says Megalodon, yes. and then they just made a movie with a Megalodon in it. I think so. Yeah. Yes, is, okay. is the gist. Okay. Because they, they said that Statham's character in the book, if it's even the same name, but was a paleontologist. He was not a Navy diver. So, well, would you believe that Jason Statham <laughs> no. was a paleontologist? No, not by any stretch of like the imagination. Bruce Willis as a surgeon in Death Wish. Yeah, like that exactly. does not mesh. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I pick on Statham, but the acting across the board was just very, very bland, generic. And, you know, it even goes to like the camera work. You know, when you watch a sci fi movie, it has a feel, kind of like soap operas have a feel on TV. Mm hmm. The, like we are five minutes into this movie, I'm like, ooh, it's got that sci-fi feel to it. Like the way it was filmed, just it felt like a TV movie that I was watching on the big screen. And I can't quite place it. Like I don't know if it's the type of film they use, the type of camera they use, but it it stood out to me. Yeah, and I, I don't know if I, I got that same feeling. I mean, the movie itself feels like that. Yeah, but I don't think it was not the necessarily the camera, the like the picture, but yeah, like you mentioned the the way that they shot it yeah like the angles that they shot things in right so to your point too about the budget <laughs> it was 150 million dollars and in my letterbox review i called this movie a ponzi scheme because <laughs> i don't know where the money went because it's not like it's not like i was in awe when i saw the meg like there was never I, I didn't, it, it looked like a shark though it, it was fine but but if you think about how few times you see it and Everything else, like you never really got the sense of scale or anything like that. It, I'm like, really, hundred hundred fifty million dollars. So you and I were chatting, and Ready Player One had a hundred and seventy five million dollar budget, and that thing was all CGI. So where did this money go? Like, they, did they really build the underwater station? <laughs> I mean, Statham. They were just actually in a tank. They yeah. weren't in the ocean I mean, at all. Statham can't command this money. Dwight Schrute certainly isn't. Where where did all the hundred and fifty million dollars go? I am baffled. That's yeah. That's a great point. I'd like to audit their yeah. spending on this. Genuinely, I'm I'm so confused about it. But I, I do think it was one of those like long gestating movies because I I remember hearing about it years ago, and Statham's been attached to it for a really long time. And I know he there was like an article that came out that he wasn't happy about the PG-13 rating that it got because he said that's not what he signed on for, which would make sense knowing Statham. Right. But yeah, I genuinely don't know where the money went. Maybe they paid everyone at that beach. A lot of money. Yeah. I I would love to know. You're exactly right. An audit would be great of that. So we talked a little bit about the effects. I, I'm kind of on I'm kind of on the lower side of I think where you just said you were. I'm they weren't bad, but I had them on like the bad side of average. I was just like, okay. But I also think that I'm I'm becoming a little numb to like large scale CGI where I just genuinely am getting to the point where I don't like if I can tell it's CGI or if I know it's CGI, I just I, I don't really care for it. See, I didn't think that there were any egregious CGI that I'm like, ugh, that's clearly green screen or that's clearly a fake shark. Yeah. It, it looked like a shark to me. 
It did when it was underwater. There was a few of the scenes where it comes like up out of the water and stuff where I was like, oh, okay. See, that was, no, that's usually a gripe of mine in yeah. most movies. And, and this one, I, I didn't get that. I was more on that. I just wanted to kill something. Yeah. And so combining kind of the budget conversation with the CGI, and I think we touched on this a bit earlier, but it definitely felt like there were, there was a direction on the movie to not show the shark sometimes. And I don't know whether that was a budget cutting move or what, but like the example I'll give is when Rain Wilson dies, like they, they didn't even, they didn't show it. The shark, yeah. the shark's not there at all. I mean, I, I <laughs> genuinely think that whole scene is filmed with the thought that the shark is there, but you never see it. You just see his, you know, he just gets pulled under, which again, Jaws did the same thing, but they did it in a more horror type way. Nobody was really understanding what they were getting into with Jaws or anything like that. So, but with this kind of movie, you want to see the shark every single time. And what are the odds that a shark that big would just, just pull Dwight Schrute under instead of just swallowing, just swallowing the whole, whole and that's <laughs> the whole what, Yeah. And that's what I was getting to earlier with. Like you never got a sense of scale for how big this thing is. Like when, when the, the first Meg we'll call it is chasing Jason Statham. Like you, I don't know. You just, it didn't, didn't do itself any favors in that category. Well, and, and on that, you mentioned Jaws not showing Jaws. Well, once you saw Jaws, you saw Jaws for the rest of the movie. Yes. And we had already seen the Meg up at this point, so it's not like you're hiding it anymore. Right. You know, it's, it's like you're just floating out there at the beginning of the movie and got snatched by, by the Meg. You know, we already, we've already seen the shark. Yeah. You know, so go ahead and go all out. <laughs> right. And I will say for being a giant shark, it's really good at, sneaking up on everybody in this movie Ninja. <laughs> i mean i get that great white sharks you know like come flying out from the bottom and jump out of the water but like with a shark that big you would think that it would be less adept at surprising people that it's there yeah all right so let's let's run through our questions and wrap this thing up on the meg i'll i'll ask you first so what right. do you rate it and why i gave it a two and a half um it wasn't unwatchable i think it was an average for this type of movie and so that's that's where i put it and again, it's a it's a monster movie. When you say this type of movie, you're saying monster movie. So I'm trying to kind of compare back to what else you would give. I should do some research. I don't know if I have this. I'm putting you on the spot here, but like, mm-hmm. what other movies would you compare this to that are at two and a half? Because like, we just saw Skyscraper, which is a disaster movie, and that was not very good. That was not very good. Uh, that, that's a, along the same lines. Um, yeah, same. but this was worse. This didn't have The Rock. But I will say, I guess, they did take the charm away from The Rock. And when you take the charm away from The Rock... You get you Jason probably, Statham. <laughs> yeah, you have a smaller Jason Statham. <laughs> yeah, like I said, I didn't think he was bad. I mean, he's exactly what Jason Statham is. Yeah. I mean, ever ever since Snatch, he's had the exact same role yeah. uh, after that. And so it's... I mean, it is what it is. And so I know I wasn't disappointed in his performance because I know what I was getting right. out of him. The whole plot between... Oh, the ex-wife and then the new girlfriend. Did, yeah. Was that a mystery that Jason Statham was going to fall for this this new scientist? No. I mean, they laid that they, on they, pretty thick. They telegraphed that a yeah. long way. And so it's, I mean, it, a lot of it's dumb, but it, it's an okay movie. And like I said, put put right at average. Okay. And so for this type of movie, you know what you're getting into if you're going to see the Meg. And so I feel like it, in that genre, like if you go and see a Godzilla movie, which I feel like is in the same mm-hmm. the same world uh, of categories, Godzilla is very good at what they do with that 
and this was average. Okay. Do you have a favorite moment? The favorite moment was the beach scene, um, but also one of my least favorite moments at the same time. I liked the overhead look. I liked the potential that they had there. I liked uh, as it was tearing through the the rafts and things like that. So I did like that scene. But as you go to the next question, what would I change? It's also that scene because they were limited on, uh, like you mentioned, on the rating. And so I wanted him, him, her, whatever the Meg is, to to kill almost everybody on that on that beach scene because that would have been an epic takeaway. While the rest of the movie could have been crap, like holy crap, this shark just <laughs> ate you know a hundred people. Yeah, you know, and that's that's what we were in the whole. You, you see the overhead shot and it's all red. You know, right. you know something like that. And that's that's what I would have changed from that scene. I did like the scene, but I wanted it to be more. Gotcha. Theater or couch couch paying or waiting for for please don't pay for this movie (laughs) popcorn movie or our house film it's a popcorn movie and it deserves a razzie okay so then if you liked blank you would like this movie i said if you like deep blue sea so you're in in the shark world deep blue sea goes a little over the top and by little i mean a lot on even the whole premise of the movie right but that's what it does right that's where meg did not do it right yes but i don't know when the last time you saw deep blue sea oh god yeah if you watch it, like I said, if you liked it, I think you're gonna like the Meg. Okay. Uh, yeah. I mean, I could, I could see that. The the effects in Deep Blue Sea are horrendous. Well, you have to take into account the time period. You do. Nobody should have been doing CGI back when <laughs> Deep Blue Sea was trying to do CGI. And they're they're smart sharks. Sure. So again, if you like if you like Deep Blue Sea, I think you're gonna like the Meg. Okay. And not in a laughable way. Sure. If you, if you generally like Deep Blue Sea, then, then, then you're <laughs> right. going to like this. Okay. So what about you? What was your rating? I gave it a two. I actually thought about going lower than that, but it, it, I guess it's like technically proficient. It doesn't, it's not a sloppily made movie. It, it's fine in terms of how it was constructed. It's just not very good in terms of what actually happens beyond its construction i mentioned it seems like a sci-fi movie the pg-13 rating totally killed it it just falls in that space of being annoyingly bad as opposed to good or funny bad i would much rather watch the any of the jaws sequels than watch this again and i i wish it had done something to stand out like play up to its fact that it's a giant shark you know when, when you have these other movies like i haven't seen 47 meters down but i've seen the shallows it plays to a certain angle. It tries mm-hmm. to do something at least a little bit different. Whereas the Meg just felt fine being perfectly middle of the road. Yet you're trying to sell me on a giant shark, which is not middle of the road. So all that stuff kind of came together with the bad acting and you know the la- kind of just the general disappointment and not even being entertained. So landed on it too. And your favorite moment? My favorite moment was that we touched on this. I don't think we actually ever said what happens, but <laughs> kind of in Jaws fashion, they catch what they think is the Meg. In Jaws fashion, that's a it's a blatant ripoff of <laughs> yes, Jaws. Yes, because I mean the shark is hanging there in the same way that sh- the shark is hanging there in Jaws when Hooper comes and says that's not the right shark. Blah blah blah. But so that's hanging there on the end of the boat, and I think what the movie does a pretty good job because it tries to get you to think that what's going to happen is the guy who's <laughs> messing around sticking his head in the dead shark's mouth is going to get bit. Like the shark's not really dead yet; it was just sleeping or something. Yeah, yeah. but then. Another Meg, I think is what we have to assume. That a larger Meg. A larger Meg jumps up and bites off the back of the boat, maybe, entirely. And eats or... the other Meg, which I was... I yeah, because they... it was. I think it was supposed to be, yes, that it could smell that shark and the blood in the water, so it jumped up and ate that shark. And so 
I like that one because I was like, okay, that's at least something new, keeping us on our toes, whatever. And what would you change? The PG-13 rating. Yeah. It was a buzzkill and just flattened the whole movie. Theater or couch? Couch. Would you pay for it? Nope. <laughs> popcorn or or popcorn? Yeah, it's popcorn. You, you only get two, yeah, two right. choices and it's yep. the same. Uh, Oscar or Razzie? Razzie. And if you liked what, you would like this movie. I put Skyscraper because I felt like, you know, we joked Statham is the rock light and in Skyscraper, the rock had none of his charm. So that you're basically staring at a bulkier Jason Statham. I don't think this was scary. So I don't think it was online with Jaws or anything like that. Any other shark movie you would try to attach it to. It's, it's really more of a disaster movie where the shark is playing the role of the weather changing or the tidal wave coming or whatever it is. And it's just... But it doesn't even really destroy anything. No. So it's really just, I don't know, Skyscraper feels right because we also talked about in that movie how Skyscraper just ticked all the boxes of a generic disaster action movie. And that's exactly what I felt like the Meg did. It dropped its formula on a Excel spreadsheet. And as they were putting together the movie, they just said, oh, check that one done, check that one done, check that one done. And here's our generic Meg movie. So, And as you're talking about that, it didn't need to be a giant shark at all because they didn't utilize that yeah, in, in the least. Exactly. It could have just been a larger than normal great white shark. It could have just been a great white shark. Essentially Jaws. And yeah. that's it. The only two times they really play up the size of it to any kind of effect are when it bites the side of the station. Which Jaws did. Well, he broke the side of the station. He rammed it. Right. right in Jaws 3. <laughs> but... And then the fact that it could eat a whole other shark by jumping up. But other than that, besides overhead shots or confusing it with a whale, yeah, nothing. It could, it did not need to be a giant shark. Why make a movie about the world's largest shark ever and not really play that angle up? Yeah, that's, I don't get. That's it, disappointing. That'd be like, I don't know, like if you took Godzilla and never put him in a city, you just have him in an open Kansas prairie the whole time. Like I can't really get a sense of scale for what. <laughs> what this thing is like you never fly any helicopters by it or do anything it's just like okay I, I i think you're trying to tell me that this thing's big but you have to give things a sense of scale and this movie is miserable at doing that for the meg and it's not even showing how big it is it's using it as an example yeah you know and that's you can see the little people swimming in it underneath it and oh gosh that's that's really big compared to a person I wanted to do something with that, right? You know, with that size, take out an oil tanker, you yeah, know, you know, something, yeah, but, yeah. It didn't. It could just be regular shark. Yep. Unfortunately, just this whole movie just fell in, you know, bad movie purgatory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. Well, that wraps up the Meg. If you see it, let us know what you thought. Were we right? Were we wrong? I- I've seen a lot of people online give this really high ratings because they thought it hit that cheesy mark. I genuinely feel like they're just trying to make the Meg happen instead of, you know, a movie that just becomes like the room where it becomes a force of nature on its own through word of mouth and stuff. I feel like people want to make the Meg happen. That's where the money went. <laughs> where? Hey, these people. That's yeah. a comment online yeah. of I liked it. Yeah. And they're not even <laughs> saying, I mean, and they're they're not saying that they genuinely like it. They're, you know, they're saying. They're, oh, shark, they're sharknadoing it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And I feel like it's where a sharknado kind of became an animal all on its own. Yeah, people are trying to make the Meg happen, and they need to they need to stop. It's annoying me because it's it's not that kind of movie. You no. and I watch a lot of bad movies, and that we would are appre- funny. and we would appreciate it if <laughs> yeah, it was exactly. All right, so yeah, let us know if you see the Meg and if we're if you think we're right or wrong. But you can talk to us on Facebook, email us at twoviewsmovies at gmail dot com. Starting to get a little bit more active on Twitter now. 
But the main thing you guys can do is go leave us a rating on one of the app stores and definitely leave us a review too if you like it and we can hopefully bump up our review count because we have ratings but, but no reviews. So let us know what you think. We'll catch you next time.